Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of Weighing In, the League of Legends talk show. And boy, oh boy, have we got an incredible show for you today. We're going to be wrapping up week one of groups. NA will be crying. EU, maybe in the middle. Nah. in China, definitely happy, I think. <laughs> um, that man that you can hear already trying to argue with me is my constant co-host, Ollie. How have you been for this first week's of Worlds group stage games? I've been I've been good. I'm very happy with the result. Like you mentioned, NA are speedrunning their way to the airport at the moment, um, whilst <laughs> EU are speedrunning their way to the finals. So, you know. Wow, that's some, some bold words. I don't know about that, but uh, we'll be breaking down all of the groups and all of the games that went on, um, talking about the best and the worst teams, what we think about the the compositions and the individual outplays. It really has been a phenomenal Worlds already, and I absolutely cannot wait to see more. Yeah, indeed. So shall we just jump straight into it and talk about Group A this week? Absolutely. There is so much to talk through for every group. This is the the longest notes I think me and you have ever made. Yeah. So without ado, Group A, which team would you like to talk about first? Uh, for me, the standout team was obviously G2 um, in this group. For me, uh, I mean, I kind of predicted them to just go 3-0, but they actually ended up dropping a game to Liquid, who did have uh, came in from the planes, had a disappointing first two games, but then able to beat G2 was just a complete yeah. shock, in my opinion. Very decisively as well. I mean, this was a, a, a phenomenal game from TL. It wasn't. It wasn't just... G2 maybe underperforming slightly. I really do think that Team Liquid were able to outperform individually, especially when we look at some of their traditional carry players. We look at Jensen on his Oriana playing absolutely out of his mind. It was super impressive going up against the strongest EU mid laner in the form of Caps. Yeah, no, and people obviously talked about this mid lane matchup. It was kind of a, a highlight for this for this game. People saying, can Jensen really have a chance in the lane? And yeah, he absolutely just, you know, seemed to just do something that got under Caps and like just destroyed him in that mid lane, really. Playing out with mine, like you said, on the Oriana and Broxer again, having a good game on his Graves, which you saw him play a lot in the play-ins. Um, yeah. It, it it was great, and I and I think we talked about this this last week. But Broxer on these junglers, where he doesn't have to interact as much with his uh, his teammates in the laning phase, looks really really good. I think he got uh, the Graves twice, and only one of them was the win, obviously. But when he can just farm up and not necessarily impact the lanes as much, I think that's when this guy is really able to kind of <clears throat> start to shine. Yeah, no, especially against this G2 team where you have really strong laners and if you gank them, it's it's likely that they'll try and turn it around on you or Yankos will be there mm. straight away. So if you put Broxer on someone more like the Graves or, or Lilia, for example, these more farming champions yeah. who tend to keep up in CS with their laners, respectively, um, you know, he, he seems to perform really well and, you know, securing those objectives for his team, turning kills into objectives, etc. He just, he did his job really, really well in this game. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. same can't be said about the other two games, though, for Team Liquid. No, 
uh, unfortunately, they dropped to both Sooning and Match in the other two games. Um, and those were quite convincing games, unfortunately. It really did look like Team Liquid, the thing, just things weren't quite clicking until they came up against G2. Yeah, no, uh, and it's it's kind of odd because we had both said that G2 would be the strongest in this group and then for Team Liquid to lose yeah. against both Machi and Suning and then take quite a, a dominating win over G2, it was for me it just kind of blew my expectations um, out of the water really. Yeah. But, you know, is this, a, is this the change that Team Liquid needs to see? You know, having that win against G2 is obviously going to fill them with confidence going into week two and so mm. do you think they'll be able to win more games next week against Suning, Machi? I mean, we know they all play next week together. Yeah, so so I definitely expect them to win more games. I think the really interesting argument is, can they win enough to knock either G2 or Suning out of the top two spots? And I do think the momentum that you're talking about, securing their first win, will be really impactful because being in Group A... They're going to be the first team to play in the second week, um, which only starts on Thursday. Mm. So they have one day's break from their big win against G2 before they go into playing all three matches on the same day. Yeah. And so if, if they've cracked it and they start building up the momentum, scrims go really well um, on Wednesday, they're coming with some confidence, we definitely could see TL take some more games. I think they looked semi-competitive against Matchy, although the Matchy laners were performing really well in that game, surprisingly. Um, maybe that's a win they could take. Maybe they, uh, they they can win a game against G2 or Sooning, but that might just put them into third place. Um, it's going to be really, really close, I think, that second to third spot. Yeah, and like we were saying, with the whole momentum aspect, like you said, the the games for Group A are all on Thursday, which is just two days away from us now. Mm. So I have one day to prepare. But then the first game for Team Liquid is, is against G2. And if they are able to take this game, then that could again propel them even further, you know, uh, to play against Matchy and Sooning later yeah. in the day and maybe even take games off them. Yeah. So this could be a really... 100%. It's going to be a really big day for Team Liquid. If they if they can pick up some wins, then I could see them going into that uh, that second that second place in Group A. Mm. And, and who would you predict that they take that second place from? Is it going to be G2 or Sooning falling out of playoffs contention? I would say... Probably Sooning falling out just because we've seen G2 already uh, beat Sooning and we know they are the better team in my opinion anyway and that's who I already have predicted to come first in the group so I, I think G2 are kind of probably just had a, a bad game against Team Liquid we'll see if, mm. if Team Liquid can take another game off G2 but I'm not convinced but I believe Team Liquid probably will play better this week and and take at least one one game from Sooning, maybe another game from Matchy, we'll see. And go for that second place. Yeah, no. I, I definitely agree. I think that if if either of these teams, if either of G2 and Sooning don't make it to playoffs, it definitely, uh, it definitely would be Sooning of those two. Although the individual members of Sooning have been looking really good. Like we had an, a, a crazy performance from uh, SOFM on the Nidalee against Team Liquid um, being the, the standout carry. I just think individual power is stronger from G2. 
and and that means that the the team power the kind of cohesion that team liquid have shown when playing around objectives could be able to catch Sooning out in some in in their kind of in their matchup in week two. Yeah, no, I agree, and I think something for Team Liquid to really focus on is their aggression. I believe in their game against G2, they they played a much more kind of aggressive style, and it you know it it benefited them really really well. But um, yeah. against Sooning and Matchy, they they seem to kind of play a more um, don't know playing for kind of late game style where it's never going to work against these. Uh, uh, the LPL mm. teams like they're, they're just going to capitalize on your small mistakes your aggression snowball a lead so it will be great to see team that could come in with more aggression into into their next games and see what they can do yeah definitely and it's not necessarily something we expected uh, from them coming into the tournament but it was great to see against G2 and like you say if they can keep it rolling who knows what can happen because all of these matches are played on one day plus tiebreakers being played on one day if they have an incredible performance they're still not out of the running in this group yeah no i think yeah if they if they can put you know they put in the work that they did i'm sure they're they're feeling confident after smashing g2 so mm. you know anything can really realistically happen so and if g2 lose that game then their confidence is already going to be knocked going 0-2 against Team Liquid. That that can't do wonders yeah. for the EU team. No, uh, uh, no, no, definitely not. And I think that from from uh, from Group A, we definitely saw the best game of the first week of Worlds. I don't know if you saw it. it was that G2 Sooning matchup going back and forth constantly? Um, it was an absolutely incredible game to watch. Yeah, I agree. And I think just for me, so, some of the standouts from that game were um, SOFM, obviously, um, being mm. just an absolute beast uh, in the jungle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, G2 were able to win it, but it was a surprisingly close game, in my opinion. Um, more so than I had mm. really expected, because I, I would have just expected, you know, G2 to capitalise on, you know, their strong points, their mid lane matchup, etc. But no, uh, Sooning made it a close match, and it was, like you said, probably the most interesting to watch. Yeah. And I think it was brilliant to see. Uh, the bot lane kind of stepping up. Perks didn't have a, an outstanding performance, but he had didn't show some of the weaknesses that he showed in Europe. It was Mickey X who really stood out and won the game, taking control of lots of the engages, lots of the team fights was absolutely outstanding. And the way the team seemed so coordinated in following up on those gives me a lot of hope for a rematch against Sooning, which I think G2 look to take significantly uh, more convincingly yeah no like you said mickey playing out of his mind definitely the mvp for that that match in my opinion just you know styling on them really just saying g2 look get on my back yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna win this game caps come on me you're just gonna one shot people i'm gonna lock them down and we're gonna take this game and g2's initiative to kind of put mickey in that position and then have the team follow him as well just um was really really good coordination and team play from g2 to win that game yeah definitely 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 i think that um it's definitely one of be the best going to be one of the best games of worlds uh definitely is so far so if anyone missed that one i definitely suggest to go back and watch that one because your time will not be wasted at all um do you have any other points on on group a one of the uh more 
one-sided groups uh, so far, um, but definitely still some upsets to be had. I wouldn't. I don't have anything else to add other than you know um, the thing, the things we already talked about. Like that second and third spot is something that uh, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on the records mm. for these teams and see who does well. Yeah. And you know we've got. Do. Go on, sorry. Do you predict? Uh, TL to make it out, or do you think it's going to be G2 Sooning? Break, give me your uh, ranking come the end of Thursday. I would probably say G2 are going to be in first still, and then for me, I don't think Team Liquid just have it in them to take that second place. I'd still say Sooning in second. I, I expect Team Liquid to take the game off Machi, so I would put them in third, and then Machi probably in fourth, in my opinion. How about you? Yeah. So I think it's really close. I definitely expect G2 to come out um, at the top of the league, but probably losing one of their games. I don't know whether or not they'll lose to Sooning or to Team Liquid, but I think with the way those games went, losing to Team Liquid, having a really close game against Sooning, I think that could be uh, where they might drop one game. But I think a 4-2 record is probably still good enough to get out in first place. Yeah, definitely. Then it comes down to, then it comes down to the, the, the TL Sooning. I definitely, unfortunately, think that Machi will be in last place, and I think it might genuinely come down to a tiebreaker between Team Liquid and Sooning. I think there's not an impossible chance that Team Liquid manage to beat maybe G2 again maybe uh, definitely beat Machi and then they beat either G2 or Sooning putting them at three and three I also believe that Sooning will probably beat Machi but lose to G2 and then maybe beat Team Liquid so either I think that Team Liquid will have a tiebreaker against Sooning or they'll just be out uh, they'll just be out in second place in front of them if it goes to a tiebreaker God, who knows? Honestly, um, I think that maybe the experience from the, some, from a lot of the Team Liquid players might allow them a slight advantage in a tiebreaker match, but it's so hard to call. Yeah, no, and if it does come down to that tiebreaker, like you said, it's going to be whichever team's better on the day, really. Um with their records mm. all being so close at the moment. Like, Group A, for me, was yeah. one which I thought, okay, Sooning, G2 are obviously going to just dominate this group. But no, it's it's actually been closer than I expected mm. with Machi picking up a yeah. game, Team Liquid being G2. So, yeah. you know, anything can really happen. It probably will come down to those tiebreakers, which is, again, going to be really exciting. Yeah. It definitely will be a super, super, super exciting group, and I cannot wait to watch the rest of these games Indeed. in this group especially because it's the first group we get to watch so it will really um see how well these teams have adapted with only one full day's break yeah yeah no definitely and so any other thoughts on group a or shall we move on to group b no let's move let's move to group b and the only team um in this group who hasn't dropped a game yet is Zamwon and boy oh boy they look unstoppable yeah no I agree I think Damwon obviously were the the 
uh, first seed from the LCK. Everyone expected them to kind of just show their Korean dominance, and they've done exactly that, um, especially in this group where they don't really have too many teams to really worry about. The only team that they kind of yeah. were expected to maybe go toe-to-toe with was JD Gaming. Was, it was JD, um, yeah. But it... And they destroyed JD. That game was phenomenally one-sided. It was a, a genuinely amazing team comp from uh, Damwon. I absolutely loved it. And it's very standard for them, but that's not a bad thing. And it, and it was just from start to finish, absolute domination. They seem to win almost every lane and then just roll it through team fights to the end. Yeah, definitely. And for me, the, the key players, and especially this this matchup, was definitely Showmaker. For me, just showing the uh, Chinese how to, how to play that TF, you know, absolutely lane dominance, roam dominance, uh, objective dominance, everything, you know, he just played perfectly in this matchup, um, and alongside his team, nothing could really go wrong, and like he said, they just look unstoppable, yeah. especially Showmaker. Mm. Yeah, it, it was those solo lanes that really stood out, along with Showmaker, you had Nuguri showing up massively, they gave him a carry pick, which is exactly what we wanted to see coming into Worlds. We don't want to see this guy on tanks because we know how amazing he can be on carries. They give him the Camille and they absolutely were able to control side lanes so well and not give JD a chance at, at any point throughout that game. Yeah, exactly. And again, same goes for their uh, their other two games this week versus Rogue and PSG. More dominance from, mm. from the uh, Korean side. Um, straightforward games, pretty much. Uh, standard comps that we've seen pl- yeah. plenty of times from, from Damwon. Um, just, you know, simply just applying pressure, etc. You know, just great play from the team like we've seen all year long from this from this team. Yeah. And, and we did see the unique picks coming out of Nagarish speaking to his confidence coming into Worlds, which is great to see. We saw him playing the Lulu top, playing it really well in a slightly slower game by Jam 1 against Rogue. But I think that simply speaks to the guy's confidence, which definitely was lacking in last year's Worlds. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, nothing bad can can really be said about him this year, in my opinion. Mm. Um, just absolutely, you know, styling in this group. Uh, not much yeah, else to, to really say. They are just lane. clearly the the best best team in this group. Lane lane dominance throughout. Objective control was unmatched, and this looks like they're kind of showing up and showing why so many people, including myself put them as favourites for the tournament and I think you can definitely argue they're looking the strongest in Worlds at the moment. Yeah, I would say they they definitely (coughs) are looking really, really strong, especially for me, something that uh, a lot of these teams do really well is their macro. So that's basically um, the way they turn kills into objectives, that kind of thing, the way they control the map, the way they read plays, etc., and how they they decide to kind of move about. And this is something Damwon does really, really well. So if there's three players top, Damwon will always be looking on the other map, uh, looking around the map for another objective to take and another one on top of that which is something that like, no no other team apart from really like top esports or Gen G have really done so far like just having those you know yeah. whatever you can do we can do better and we'll do it better than that do you know what I mean like they they, yeah, they trade one objective for two and just run down your mid whilst you're taking out a turret 
Um, it's just something that they, they've they've always done really well is their macro and alongside lane dominance and matchups. You know, this just makes for such a strong team. Mm. It's it's looking like they may be unstoppable at this year's world. So it would be phenomenal to see them go ahead. The other team in Group B that's looking really strong is JD, as we've alluded to. Although they struggled against Dan One, they were able to beat both PSG and Rogue. And I thought the the game against PSG was especially uh, interesting as it showed how strong this team can be with leaving so many flex picks open. Yeah, exactly. And this is something we've, we've talked about a lot is the um, the idea of leaving those flex picks open flex picks open and you know not uh, not really giving the enemy team any information even in the draft to uh to try and counter pick um and yeah like you said jd gaming having a great game against psg um worked really well and you know uh their draft was just like perfect really and this is something that chinese teams do really really well again um and you know lumao obviously had having a uh, an outstanding performance in this game uh the pantheon yeah. you know he's probably one of the best supports in the mental world. yeah yeah it was ridiculous yeah um, it, it, great to see that they're, they're firing on all cylinders and although they definitely struggled against dan one in the first game i expect their rematch on friday to be significantly closer yeah and something that uh I've, I've seen recently is riot for next season are going to try and shift pantheon away with uh, away from support with uh, direct support nerfs for the champion mm-hmm. um so i mean which is probably good because right now he is just absolutely dominating bot lane so but everyone kind of already knew him as a solo laner so yeah that right i try it won't yeah. affect worlds at all but right are trying to kind of put him back towards more solo lane um in top and mid or wherever he wants to play really but yeah yeah and it's great to see them using more of these unique picks um while they're while they're still available mm. the the only other team in group b to pick up a win was rogue and it's really unfortunate that they were a part of this group because they looked really good against psg actually yeah i agree i think you know their one game that they picked up was first psg um you know, Larson uh, plate gets his Lucian, and you know, Lucian. Yeah. This has been like a dominating champion so far in Worlds as well. Um, mm. I'm not sure on his exact win rate. I think it is probably. I know it's ridiculously high. high. Yeah, and it was throughout the regular season anyway. So leaving that kind of open just is it's a pick up band champion really, and whoever picks it has a good chance of winning the game. Um, but apart from that inspired playing really really well in jungle on carry picks so this team you know there is some hope we saw some hope in this game but it all really depends on which champions they get the drafts etc but you know regardless good objective control um and good performance from the whole team uh, against psg which which is the team who went own free but this doesn't discredit their win from rogue at all i don't think not not at all it's definitely great great to see um and we'll we'll kind of see how they go forward out of interest lucian has only been picked four times only made it through four times and has got a hundred percent win rate there you go in case you wanted to know that yeah so yeah so a very strong pick and, and road giving us one of those four wins definitely shows that they still have potential but 
at least personally, I don't expect them to pick up another win in this group. Would you? I mean... Uh, oh, sorry, a win against JD and uh, and Dan won. Yeah, no. I expect them to beat PSG. Yeah, no, I think uh, the standings kind of are probably how they're going to stay for the rest of this group uh, with Dan 1 in first, JD Gaming second, Rogue in third and then PSG in fourth. I don't see PSG really winning another game to be honest. I think they might just go 0-6 yeah. in this group and then Rogue going 2-4, and four, losing against JD and then Dan 1, for me, maybe 5-1, pr- probably a 6-0 in this group. Yeah, I, I definitely think that we um, see Dan 1 come out first place. The only team that I could could see them dropping a game to would be JD, but with how one-sided that first one was, even if it's closer, I still expect Dabon to come out on top because I, I don't see a weakness for a team like JD to attack right now. This just seems like almost a perfect, well-rounded team. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Damwon... Just like un- like we've mentioned so many times, they're just completely unstoppable at the moment. I don't really see them losing against anyone other than JD Gaming, and even that is uh, unlikely. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then and then, even if uh, JD go on to lose against Damon for a second time, I still expect them to beat both Rogue and uh, PSG, like we've talked about, which would easily put them through on a four-two record in second place. Um, unfortunately, with Rogue and PSG leaving us at that point. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think um, Rogue will be too disappointed with leaving there because they did get a really really hard group, um, and yeah. it was it was just you know uh, two of the best teams in the world really to to play against yeah. uh, super hard. But taking games against PSG, I'm sure they're going to be happy with that consolation at least. Yeah, but... definitely not not uh, going. Um, getting going and getting some wins rather than going winless will definitely be a bigger uh, a victory than um, you know than they might have expected, um, and it would be great if they could take a win off of one of the top two teams in this group. But you know, if these two teams go on to take uh, uh, high spots, maybe even if both, of, maybe one or both of them appearing in the finals of the tournament, I don't think that Rogue can feel too bad. No, no, and you never know if if Rogue beat PSG and then they beat either Dam One or JD Gaming, and then JD lose to Dam One, we could see a tiebreaker between Rogue and JD, and yeah. in, in that eventuality, that that will be really really good for them, even if they lose that tiebreaker, yeah, just making it there. Yeah. That would be yeah, really, definitely. Really good. I think um, if they manage to take a game off of either of these top two teams, it would absolutely be incredible because, you know, like I said, if these, if if, if either Damwon or JD go through, make it far, semi-finals or finals, which we expect uh, either or both of them to do, being able to pick up a game is massive because we don't know how these teams are going to perform in best of fives, you know. Uh, Damwon may go undefeated in best of fives after dropping a game to to Rogue in the group stage. So whatever kind of close games, tight wins that Rogue can get out of this group will definitely give them a massive amount of hope going forward. Yeah, exactly. And Rogue's always been kind of team that have liked those best of ones. They didn't do especially well Mm. in the playoffs. So for them to kind of drop out here is, is is a bit sad. But, you know, it's it's... 
it, we'll see what happens. You never know. It could be a tiebreaker and they make it into the quarterfinals and then you never know. Yeah, definitely. So, so best of luck going to all of the teams in Group B. But I think both of us are predicting Dan Wan in first, JD Gaming in second, Rogue in third, and PSG Talon in fourth place. Yes. On to possibly, in my opinion, the most interesting group um, in the whole tournament and the closest group by far is Group C. Currently, we have Genji, Fnatic, and LGD at 2-1, to one, and TSM with a really, really underwhelming first week at 0-3. Yeah, no, I think uh, there's something clearly just gone horribly wrong for TSM side here. Uh, we were talking a bit before the show actually started about, um, you know, what the issue was, and we couldn't really mm. put our finger on it. But for me, I feel like it's just some kind of lack of coordination Um from yeah. TSM, you know, in, in all three of their games, they, they didn't really seem to uh, know what they were doing. Even in drafts, it kind of just looked like it was a, a bit all over the place for this team. Um, didn't really have a clear game plan in mind, you know, even when they got that good draft against LGD, mm. they weren't really able to um, execute the game plan super well, and falling behind early game um, just didn't do them any favours at all, really. Yeah. It just seems like something isn't quite clicking. This isn't the TSM that we came to see in the playoffs, um, making an, a really inspired lower bracket run. It just kind of seems like all the plays are a little bit disjointed and they're all falling slightly flat because they're coming so close to having great plays so many times, but they're never quite picking the right moment to re-engage the correct target they're not all focusing it's just something isn't quite right going on within this team yeah and i want to highlight the the game between tsm and gen g which happened yesterday um yeah tsm had a great early game picking up two early kills um yeah. It seemed to be like nothing was going wrong uh and then they just started to try and force force objectives, force fights and stuff like that in which uh, Genji would push them off, you know, grab themselves a Drake, grab themselves a tower, get the gold lead despite being, I think, maybe five kills down at, at maybe like 15 minutes, Genji still having the, the yeah. gold lead. Um, and then, you know, yeah. uh, having things like their ruler on Ezreal, which is just so sublime to watch for me, like, ruler playing Ezreal, yeah. you know, there's there's not really much you can you can say about that other than it's just incredible and especially if he's got gold lead, um, which mm. they did in this game, uh, it's just super unfortunate for TSM that, you know, they mm. had a good start in the early game. You know, they 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 for, for all of their three games they didn't have bad starts to the game, you know. Against LGD uh, early game, you know, Again, picking up first blood, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, yeah. against Fnatic, uh, they didn't have a great start, so that kind of snowboard. But they did get themselves back into the game mm. versus Fnatic. But then, yeah. just it, it seems to be their mid game is the problem for me for TSM. It, it's it's definitely the mid game, and I just feel like these drafts are not driving me crazy. Like you look at the game, like you said, versus of TSM versus Genji. This is a quintessential. TSM draft. Yeah. They're able to get the Renekton Nidalee combo. We had Bjergsen on Zillion. We had Double Lift on the center, which he's played so many times. But 
although all of these champions are things that TSM have played throughout the the, the, the playoffs in North America, this team comp sucks. Yeah. It does. There's no damage. Who's going to do damage? It's basically just the Nidalee, but she drops off, as does the Renekton. The Sin is not going to come online for a really long time. And at that point, she's going to be the only source of damage, which is not something that, that she can actually do. She needs to be supplemented by other high damage carries. Something like an Oriana from Bjergsen would have totally transformed this, having the defensive capabilities uh, through the shielding, but actually doing more damage. It just feels like they keep giving their opponents these really strong picks, giving uh, Fnatic and Evelyn, for instance, for self-made seems silly mm. and not kind of picking up correct counters or correct team comps. Everyone on the team's getting what they consider comfort picks, but even in the draft phase, the team isn't meshing. Yeah, agreed. And and highlighting that zillion that you talked about, not having damage to kind of back it up, where it um, is just like a super poor choice for me because, you know, even though zillion has that chrono shift available uh, and he saved his teammates a few times with that, but if yeah. he would chrono shift, the rest of Gen G would just completely dive on them and then they would die as soon as they, yeah. they came back to life. And the, the cast yeah. has highlighted it, this as well. It totally nullified the Zillion pick and made it almost pointless, in my opinion. Yeah, no, and w without um, consistent damage from mid lane or consistent CC, uh, it's just like you are just a, a revival bot and you'll die eventually and then your team gets swept and we, we've seen that happen. And unfortunately, you know, t we've seen Bjergsen have some incredible games on Zillion, but this was definitely not one of them for me. Yeah. It, it, it's super disappointing and I definitely expect this team to perform better in week two but being 0-3 after the first week puts you in such a difficult position to even start to think about getting out of the group yeah exactly and it's going to be really tough for them next week uh, playing yeah. against the same three teams that they've already lost to um, and you know for speaking on the rest of the group the uh rest of the group are all actually at the same record in two and one everyone yeah picking up a game so against so so close yeah so yeah. everyone's gone kind of toe to toe here and you know uh one of the games that i wanted to highlight game that pretty much just happened earlier today was the Fnatic versus Gen G game and this game for me was yeah was really surprising that Fnatic were able to um capitalize on an early lead against Gen G mm. picking up really really early first blood um and self-made after losing the game against LGD on Graves, confident enough in himself to pick the Graves again versus Genji and making it work really, yeah. really well. And you know, it's just Orn diff at the end of the day. The Orn for Bwipo in top lane <laughs> was ridiculous, and obviously He's massive. Yeah. yeah, that first pick Orn is is always going to happen, um, no matter no matter who it is. Really, if it's not banned, that's getting picked uh, blue side first pick pretty much all the time. Yeah. D definitely and he was able to play it really well and i thought the team comp really fitted around that we had a slightly more supportive ad carry for reckless um but that was supplemented like you brought up from the graves damage by self-made going a full lethality build really was able to take advantage of that early yeah. game power that graves can have into something like the niddly from clid and the, the thing that I found really impressive from Fnatic was their ability to focus massively on one player 
from the side of Gen G, and that was Rula. Yeah. The strongest point going through. They were really able to just hit over and over again on both of the bot laners from Gen G. And if they can keep doing that and change it up, focus on a mid laner or a top laner when that's the strong point, it definitely gives me a lot of hope for Fnatic. Um, which I didn't necessarily have. I was a little bit concerned with them coming in with some of the inconsistencies they had shown in Europe. Yeah, no, and like you said, their ability to just completely shut down Ruler in their early game was something that I found really, really impressive. Like, uh, there was about three ganks in the space of five minutes that put put Ruler down about 03. I think he he died pretty much every time um, they went yeah. there and they collapsed on it, which was which was super impressive. And even though tra- mm. they may have traded some kills here and there, uh, if they can just shut down Ruler and make it so he can't snowball a lead, which is obviously Gen G's strongest strongest uh, strongest lane in the bot lane, um, then yeah. you know getting also at the same time getting self made big on the graves, um, mm. it's super impressive stuff from Fnatic to kind of realize what they needed to do to win the game and then execute it really really well yeah and this was almost almost like the opposite of the game that Fnatic had against lgd which they lost it just seemed like they didn't have a plan in that game yeah no for me uh it just kind of from from coming out from the other two games against tsm and Gen G, um they looked really really kind of uncoordinated uh, in this game looked like a complete 180 from the first game um and you know self-made picking graves like like we said and then just not being able to kind of snowball on it um getting kind of just completely outclassed in the jungle by peanut to be honest on his kindred Mm. who played really really well looked amazing yeah a perfect alts um on his kindred to keep his team alive keep himself alive and you know, um, GA also having a really, really, really good game. Um, so, yeah. yeah. LGD just yeah, I, looking really it strong. It definitely was a standout performance from GA. And I thought the really interesting thing from the side of LGD is this is the only game where they had really good objective control. Um, they were able to get the Dragon Soul, which uh, was the uh, Infernal Soul in that game. Um and, and that's really, really impressive because this isn't necessarily a team who's shown throughout play-ins and the rest of the group stage great decision-making around uh, objectives, but they really did kind of step up in this game compared to some of their other ones. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, it was definitely down to the decision-making there from, from uh, in my opinion, probably Peanut and GA. Uh, those are the two players we highlighted. Um, yeah. Just looking like they kind of put the team on their back, which, you know, they are, they are the two, probably the strongest players from this team. Um, you know, just able to kind of direct their team towards that win. And, you know, although yeah. TSM, I mean, Fnatic didn't have the best game of their lives, nothing can be taken away from uh, LGD and saying they... they they put Fnatic on their backs and, you know, won the yeah. game fair and square. And, and the other person I'd like to highlight from the LGD side before we move on is Mark, actually, on the Nautilus, who's struggled a little bit in um, some of their other games, but really performed well. This is a classic pick for this guy, Be, and, and he uses it perfectly, being able to engage, disengage. I even see him interrupting some movement skills and stuff, Um from from the graves uh like using the root on the auto attack or the or the hook on the queue to interrupt 
the dash from the graves to stop him moving around the fights as easily. It just seems like this guy has a real good understanding of the Nautilus. And when he's on it, it seems like LGD are very used to seeing that go button and following up on it. Yeah, agreed. I think Mark is was playing really, really well in this game. You know, Nautilus, not one of the highest skill cap supports, obviously, but it's still mm. super, super, super strong and, you know, using it super effectively, like you said, to lock up those carries um, and, like, in the graves, etc. So he can just, like, get the dredge line down and then ult him, knock him up, and he can't really move at all. And then with the follow-up CC from uh, the rest of the team, it's kind of hard for that Graves to really be effective in team fights, and you know Mark did as well, did his job really really well. Yeah, yeah, and it and it and it's great to see more uh, excellent support players coming out of China because we know how how many of them they've already got yeah. <laughs> um, from from both Top and JD Gaming with their phenomenal support players. Hmm. Um, any other points on this Group C? Before we go towards predictions, um, uh, I don't think I don't think so really. Other than um, no, I mean this is going to be a really close group. Whatever happens, I think um, mm. that this next week is going to be really interesting because you know we have three teams on two on the score two one, and then obviously TSM going own three. But if they're able to bounce back, win the next three games, then we could see a really 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 close group here. But definitely close group yeah. between the top three teams. Yeah, I definitely think that we're going to see a better TSM. But their only chance, like you say, is going 3-0. And that would hand everyone else in the group a loss. Mm. Meaning that it could be close. If one of the t other teams only picks up uh, one win, then TSM could leapfrog them. Um, and maybe play for a tiebreaker. Say Gen G goes uh, to one only losing to tsm mm. it could could be that tsm maybe get a tiebreaker but even then there's so many um things that need to happen uh, we need lgd uh genji or Fnatic to only pick up one other one other win and lose to tsm it could happen but it's really really hard tsm have definitely hampered them um, and that's it, you know, that's if they can even go 3 0 yeah. in this group. Yeah, and like, like, we, like we were talking about PSG uh, also having an own free week, it's super hard to come back from that in next week and, like we said, pick yeah. up those free games because um, their, you know, their their morale is obviously going to be quite low after the first week. Uh, just just mm. something needs to change and needs to change quickly if they're going to have a chance at, yeah. at coming back into this group. Yeah, and of course, I think it is better um, to to need a 3-0 in the second week. Where the first week games are all on separate games, you lose some of that momentum from day to day. But if TSM come into the first game of the day, which is them against Fnatic, um, which looked closer than any of the other games from TSM last week, if they stomp Fnatic, maybe they can start to build up some confidence and go in, you know take an hour's break, go into the next game, win that one, take an hour's break, go into the next game. If that can happen, maybe there's a chance, but it really does have to start with that first game of the day mm. um, on the Saturday. And, and if TSM don't win that, there's basically no way they're going to get out of this group. And that would also put 
it seemed like fanatic in a, in an excellent place. Yeah, exactly. And this <coughs> this is something we we talked about before. That momentum on a, on a day where you're playing three games, if you lose mm-hmm. that first game, it's super. It's going to be super tough for them to, you know, come back on stage and uh, win the next yeah. two. So it's all yeah. about momentum. It's, it's only a one hour break, and if you lose. You have to be able to take a step back and reset. Yeah. And if they can't do that, it, it really will be all over for for TSM if they can't take that first game. Who who do you predict uh, making it out of this group? Uh, at this point, I think just because I'm a massive Fnatic fanboy, obviously, um, <laughs> I think Fnatic and Genji are my two favourites to come out of this group. Um, after looking at how Fnatic uh, played against Genji um, and mm. against LGD. I think if they get those certain bans against LGD, they'll be able to um, they'll be able to take game off them as well, and maybe even another game off Genji. But it would definitely be a yeah. lot closer than the first one. But then um, for me, I don't have a lot of hope for TSM with that O3 week. Like we said, going to be really really tough for them to get back into it. Um, and for LGD, yeah. uh, I think you know they're 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 a good team. Uh, and those, that second and third place for me is kind of contested still between Fnatic and LGD. Uh, it will be very, very close, but I've, I think Genji will probably take first place in this group. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm a TSM fan, and I would absolutely love to see TSM turn it around, perform a week two Cloud9 yeah. song miracle run, but <laughs> I just, I just don't see it happening. Uh, and if it does, you know... I'll eat my words and I will le- have learned that I should have stuck with my original predictions. I mean, but it's a win-win, right? Who, who, who knows? Yeah. I think uh, it is probably going to be Genji taking that first spot with Fnatic coming in second. Although we did see Fnatic take down Genji, I just think Genji's two other wins against LGD and TSM looked more convincing than Fnatic's other win. And I just think that Genji are likely to beat Fnatic in the second week of the group stage. And that might just springboard them in that first place. But we could very easily see some tiebreakers for first, second, or even third. We can, we, you know, there's so many possibilities. And it really will be possibly the most exciting day to watch from week two. Yeah, this 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 group's gonna be. It all comes down to the day, really. Which teams can perform with it being so close right now? Um, yeah, it comes down to the day, and it definitely will be a super exciting day. So make sure you get on your computer early that day and watch those games. Um, yeah, because I think definitely and, uh, expect more than the uh, the six games that they've got. Because if this group doesn't go to tiebreakers. I would genuinely be surprised. Yes, yeah, definitely. I think I think with how close it is now, we're we're almost guaranteed some tiebreakers uh, for this group. Yeah. Um, on to our last group of the day. It's Group D, and I think we should definitely start with the other undefeated team uh, in the form of Top Esports, many people's favourites for the tournaments definitely coming out strong and showing why they definitely have to be considered a favorite oh yeah i think this this team top esports is just super impressive right now um 
the ability for all of them to really pick whatever the whatever the fuck they want really and still win those mm. games like um against yeah you know they they seem to just be picking champs that they they were comfortable on like against drx yeah. um having a, i mean knight having great game on nocturne mid which is something on you nocturne. only really yeah. see in china was was phenomenal i can't remember i'm just looking up how many bands um drx used it was four separate bands against uh knight they banned his lucian his syndra his galio and his oriana and he still comes out he pulls out the pocket pick the nocturne which is something he said in an interview afterwards that he was really excited to use um and and he dominated he really did he played it perfectly it looked like he had always been playing this champion yeah exactly and and like you said, he's just able to just dominate the game, um, and it's only really something we see in China the uh, the Nocturne mid. But Knight, yeah, you can't yeah. really ban this man out. You can you can ban as many mid laners as you want, but this man's always always going to have something else to pick and just absolutely uh, roll with in the mid lane. Um, but another another place uh, another player from top esports that really impressed me as well was 369 um especially on yes. on picks like the jacks he just absolutely dominated on his jacks it is terrifying to see this man lock in jacks yeah i think i think it's definitely something teams are going to have to consider if they don't have an answer for basically just banning it in either the first or second rounds because he looks so, so, so convincing, so in control of the game the whole way through. He never seems to overextend and make mistakes, whether it's in the laning phase or when he's side laning. And even though Jax isn't something that we think of as a team fighting champion, he performs really well on it. Yeah, exactly. And even even when he's getting caught out, there was a, there was a couple of times in the game today where he was caught. Uh, not today, sorry. I can't remember if it was today. Uh where he got caught out he got caught yeah. out a little bit on his jacks but was still able to pick yeah. up two kills and uh trade his life for two kills which is like always worth because then a team like top esports is going to convert that into map pressure um and even an objective in in cases so you know this 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 pick of jacks is just so scary um and you know he's another he's yeah. another player on top esports which seems to be a theme which you can't really <laughs> you can't really ban him out you can't really you can't really ban uh champions because th- this man yeah. again has a has a very vast and varied champion pool uh alongside knight yeah yeah definitely and and, and quietly in the background for this team um jackie love has been performing oh. phenomenally well um picking up a game of uh, a couple of games of Senna taking a more supportive role. Well, no, sorry, three games of Senna. My bad, whoops. Um, three games of Senna taking a slightly more supportive role, but still performing phenomenally well when it comes to those mid to late game team fights. We've seen him excel with his uh, his his positioning and his damage output and healing output on that champion throughout the fights. Yeah, no, I really, really, really love Jackie Love Senna. I think... Uh, his ability to farm up on the champion until that until that mid game and then just be outputting ridiculous amounts of damage. Like I'm pretty sure he had mm-hmm. something like fucking 11 CS a minute in one of those games, uh, just farming constantly yeah. while still having a positive KDA of like four and O, and then yeah. being able to just decimate uh, in that late game. It's incredible how the team 
uh, can function with him on a side lane, um, just slowly picking up farm by himself, powering up on that uh, late game power, late mid game power pick. Um, not the team's not just waiting for that point; they are propelling the whole team forward into the mid game through really aggressive uh, trades around towers and other objectives. <laughs> yeah, and um, what was it? Uh, Yuyanjo on on support again, able to kind of put Jackie Love ahead early game and then and then able to roam, leave Jackie Love just farming, getting that solo experience as well as the solo gold uh, and also getting his stack so his range is increased. Um, yeah. Just super well played from both of these bot laners. You know, they did. They seem, again, like like we talked about with Dan one to be a team that is kind of unstoppable in, in their own group. Yeah, you, you actually beat me to the point that I was just about to ask you. Um, because earlier on I said that I thought Damwon was the most convincing team in the first week of Worlds. And I wanted your opinion because we only have two 3-0 teams. We have Damwon from Group B and JD from Group D. So in your opinion, who looked the most convincing um, and the strongest team in the first week of Worlds? For me, I would, I would even though I was, I was thinking top esports were probably my favourites to win this whole tournament... I would say Damwon probably had a better week one just because they they literally just mm. stomped every single game they played. Whereas the DRX yeah. from Group D put up a fight against at least put up a little bit of a fight. A surprisingly close uh, game, yeah. A, I would say a surprisingly close. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Damwon just kind of stomped these games like it was solo queue, and you know they yeah. look they look like the the scarier team right now. Mm, I, I have to agree 100%. I, I don't know. Um, I don't necessarily know what more top can do to prove that they are, are going to be so one sided. But, you know, just performing slightly better in some of these games, having fewer really close games will be the thing that could tilt them in this second week to what we would both consider to be the favourites for the tournaments because statistics show throughout their regular season uh, and, and playoffs in the LPL, they definitely have the statistics to prove that they could be the best team in this tournament. It's just about showing up in every one of these games. And it seems crazy that we're, we're arguing who is the most dominant out of two, three, yeah. teams, but that's, the, that's the case we've got with two, giants coming in from both of the eastern major regions yeah undoubtedly and, and these two teams have obviously proven themselves i mean we were the ones saying you know these teams are probably going to do really really well they're our favorites and they've they've gone and proved it that they are the best teams in the world uh yeah. in my opinion playing against i mean dan one playing against the second seed from china uh top playing against the second seed from korea um you know and these these other teams as well and just showing their dominance against these teams and, and the ability to just outclass them simply in mechanics as well as team play, team fights, etc. Yeah, and it'll be super interesting to see going forward. I don't necessarily think we have a lot to uh, add on any of the other teams in this uh, group. I don't think so. Other than, you know, DRX just ex won two of their games against FlyQuest and UOL, expected games, and yep. then FlyQuest beating UOL, um, and then losing to DRX and Top Esports, obviously. Uh, so it's kind of just what we kind of really yeah. expected from this group. Yeah, and, and, and it's good to see that we haven't seen 
as many of the inconsistencies from DRX as we would have expected. That mainly only reared its head against possibly the best team in the tournament, Top Esports, where DRX had a massive lead throughout lots of periods of the game. Um, and draft that DRX went for and some excellent play from Top. They were able to call that back. But against Top Esports, I don't necessarily think that DRX can be too, uh, feel too bad about that loss. Yeah, no, I don't mean they can. Um, the first seed from China are always going to be a super hard team to <coughs> take down. But yeah, uh, the, the, for me, I, I I don't know about you. I think it's pretty obvious who's going to come out of this group. Um, um, yeah, I I would expect the standings to stay exactly the same way they yeah, are. Yeah, me too. With I, I think you know it's it's kind of no surprise this is this has happened uh, with this group. Probably the most predictable group. So. Um, nothing else to really add. Do you have anything yeah. else to add about this yeah. group or, or anything no, overall? Uh, I, I think, no, that this has been an absolutely phenomenal first week of Worlds. One of the best Worlds I think we've had so far with how close a lot of these groups are. And then in the groups where it's not close, the teams that are dominating are doing it in a style which is really entertaining to watch. And I think that that's really improving the viewer experience coming out of Worlds. And it makes me so excited for week two, starting on, on Thursday. We only have one day, but we don't have games. Yeah. yeah, no, it's super exciting. And then G2 Team Liquid, the first game on Thursday, that's going to be a... It's going to it's gonna be a, a banger. Exactly. It really is. I think there's... Coming into lots of other Worlds group stages, there's only a couple of games each day that... I really think of uh, as games that are must-watches that are going to be super interesting. But it seems like every day has almost all of the games are going to be super, super, super interesting as well. So I cannot wait. And I would definitely, to pick a day, tune in to the Saturday for Group C, which is going to be phenomenal with how close that group is. Possibly the closest world's group ever. Yeah, definitely. Saturday is going to be a big one. And... Um, we'll see who comes out on top, I guess, and then we'll we'll have yes. another episode probably uh, the same time next week um, on Tuesday. Same time next week with a group stage uh, week two wrap up and a playoffs preview because um, we will know exactly which teams we're playing which in the quarterfinals. We'll be giving our thoughts on the end of groups and our predictions on the quarterfinals matchup. So you can expect all of that next week from us but this is all we have time for so thank you everyone for listening make sure to go and follow us on all of the socials that are just down below and we will uh, speak to you all next time enjoy week two of worlds